There you go. I did it. Not as enthusiastic. Uh, did you guys see the opening last week? Did you guys listen to the first couple minutes where I... Of course. Yeah, it was added funny. the the weird opening, the one that you guys messed up on. Well, Max Mac messed up on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. It turns out I had strep throat, so I like slept and oh. then immediately went backpacking for four days. Oh, that's but right. As one does. As one does with strep yeah. throat. I'm here... I'm here for the cold openings, though. I love a cold opening on the podcast. <laughs> anyway, this is Gaming Nexus Show, which is the spinoff of the game of GamingNexus.com. Uh, on the website, we mostly talk about just video game related stuff, but on the podcast, we talk a little bit about everything. Uh, and this week we are short one member, but we added another for the week. So Joe is not here, but we're joined by a uh, friend of the show, Jeff, from... Well, Jeff, you just kind of explain all the things you like to do. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, thanks, guys, for, for letting me fill in for Joe. Um, I will not steal his thunder and issue any band hammers. I will leave that to him. Uh <laughs> But I uh, make podcasts. Uh, I've made a lot with Elliot. Uh, we did a show called Budget Arcade with our friend Scott, who he and I still do the show along with my buddy Mark. Then Mark and I have another fired. podcast where we review movies called The Movie Draft House. And then that wasn't enough. So I started a solo podcast where I'm reviewing every Alfred Hitchcock movie in the order they were released. And I'm releasing that every Wednesday in 2021. He made 52 movies. There's 52 Wednesdays in nice. the year 2021. So I'm doing that to myself. What? That's a fascinating project. So what movie are you on at this point? So there's What's Out, which uh, tomorrow... Oh, what is, is tomorrow Lifeboat? I don't remember. No, no Lifeboat came out last week, which I actually watched Lifeboat oh, after listening to you movie, talk about right? it. It's a good movie, right? Yeah, I actually really liked it. Um, there's a baller sci-fi version called life pod from about 20 years ago. Oh, have you seen that? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Are you familiar with lifeboat? I am because I watched lifeboat after I watched life pod. And you know what? It's the exact same movie. So he's got a lot that have been remade. Now there's obvious ones like psycho 1998, which is bad. Okay. But, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, a perfect murder starring Michael Douglas and Gwyneth Paltrow. From oh, yeah. 98, I think, or somewhere around there, early early 90s. That's a remake of Dial In for Murder, which I didn't know until hmm. I watched Dial In for Murder. Um, so where am I on this? I I saw next week or tomorrow, because this comes out on Tuesday. So tomorrow comes out with Spellbound. Okay. Which um I'm just over halfway, but I've actually recorded about a month ahead. So I'm going to watch Stage Fright next, and then I get to watch Strangers on a Train, which is probably the most popular Hitchcock movie I've actually never seen. Okay. That's so. awesome. My my Hitchcock is, like, sadly blind-spotted. Like, I've seen, no. like, three Hitchcock you not, movies. You're not missing anything. So I, I was the same <laughs> way, right? So the reason I started this is my all-time favorite movie is Psycho. 1960, Anthony Perkins you know, Janet Lee, all that stuff. And so I pick out a couple more to watch. I watch North by Northwest. Great movie. I watch, um, uh, Vertigo. Great movie. I watch birds. I can leave that one 
that one's not that great. But for the most part, I'm like, these are great movies. One day I'm going to watch them all. So I was bored and I said, okay, I'm going to watch them all and do a podcast about it. And let me tell you, man, the first half of the podcast, <laughs> I was pulling teeth. So his first eight movies, actually technically first nine are all silent. Oh, so, wow. I didn't know we went that far back, man. For, yeah, the 20s. Fortunately for me, one of them was lost to time, so I didn't have to watch it. So eight <laughs> silent movies, then you get sound, but the sound isn't that good, so you still have to watch with subtitles. Sure. And then you finally kind of get where I am now, Cary Grant showing up in the movies, and Gregory Peck, and Ygritte Bergman, and so I'm like, okay, we're picking up momentum where I am now, so it's getting a lot less painful. But nobody of that listens to this show probably wants to hear about Alfred Hitchcock. No, but I, you say that, you say that every time you talk about it, but like <laughs> every you, Wednesday, no it's the show. first thing, That's it's not. the first podcast I listen to every <laughs> Wednesday when it comes out because it's so interesting. It's unique to me because I'm not a big Hitchcock guy either. I've slowly become more of one because of the podcast, which is called Hitchcock chronologically, which you failed to Hitchcock the chronologically. It's yeah. what the <laughs> podcast is and the name. Well, <sighs> I, and as you say, you become more of a Hitchcock fan. I think I've become less of one. Uh, I thought he was some sort of genius <laughs> who could do no wrong. And I've realized, no, he worked really hard to get as good as he did. And he made a lot of bad movies to get there. So I think he just got good with time. Yeah. That's inspiring. Fair enough, man. But it's it's a cool project. Yeah. Yeah. I'm having fun with it. and But when it's done, I'll be ready to just have one less podcast on my plate. So I you think find it was to show you that anybody I can get, almost you know, certainly like I'm already thinking about I want to do like a shorter series about M. Night Shyamalan movies, but I don't know. What were you going to say, Max? Sorry. Oh, oh you're good. I, don't care. I was just going to say, I think it was to show you that anybody with, uh, you know, enough budget to get dozens and dozens of movies funded, even though they aren't good at making them, can become a good movie director. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> like true early us. on because... <laughs> I could talk about Hitchcock all day, but like his movies at the beginning, he's doing three, at least like two to three movies a year. And now in the era I'm in, he's doing one a year. And then when we get really late, he kind of does like one every four years. And he sort of becomes that more like where it's an event, like a Tarantino movie or a Christopher Nolan movie in his later years. He but works his way up to our tour ship. Yeah. And in the beginning, though, he's just pumping them out just to get them out there. And it worked for him. But a lot of it's real bad. Just like me <laughs> with kids. Just pumping them out. Oh, so I think it works. You're not the one pumping them out. <laughs> Shows how little you know. About you'll, you'll get a good one. Okay, fair Eric. enough. Anyway, let's talk about some hard-hitting news, guys. Resident Evil has announced a new line of themed perfumes. What? Is this Whoa. real? Yes, it's real. <laughs> Decay scented? <laughs> I know, right? Like, flesh. It's coinciding with the 25th anniversary of Resident Evil, which 25 years, I did not realize how old it was. There are three fragrances. One is inspired by Chris Redfield, one by Ooh. Leon Kennedy, and one by Jill Valentine. I so. want What I want is them to do a commercial of this but I want it shot in the original style of the nineties of the resident evil like cutscenes, but like with Redfield flicking his hair back Redfield and he's holding the perfume. That's what I need in my life. You Jill Valentine, the master of perfumes. Oh, 
that it writes itself, man. That's good stuff. <laughs> I've never played a Resident Evil game, not a single one. I yeah, I'm largely not a fan. And uh, Cody, who used to host Budget Arcade with me, loves it. And we used to fight about it all the time. But it just one of those series I never got into. But I played the original. And that voice acting that Eric just did was pretty spot on. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a take it or leave it Resident Evil guy. Uh, I think I played, I played like the big ones. I played the first one. I guess I played the second one. I played four. And then I've messed with the two most recent ones, but I haven't like truly sat down and like gone through them in depth. So Joe, Joe is our our resident evil guy. Yeah. There's plenty of evidence of him online (laughs) shrieking and cowering and carrying on. Mm, Sounds like good old Joe. Mandalorian. Were you guys Mandalorian fans? Yeah, I know. You know it. I probably should watch it. What the fuck? What? (laughs) So, okay. Along with Resident Evil, but to a lesser degree, I, I like Star Wars. I grew up with Star Wars. I don't own any memorabilia, though. Like, I have Ninja Turtles t-shirts, right? That's my jam. If something Ninja Turtles comes out, I'm all over it. But it's I don't get out of bed for Star Wars. I no, just... it's fair. It's fair. Everybody's got their thing, man. Yeah, everybody I... should pick one or two and then ignore the rest. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, I don't ignore it. One you or know, two. I, but... I think you should. <laughs> Okay, let's. If I'll you're open doing Star Wars, don't do Marvel. You can't. I do didn't both. mind it's, it's the Last Jedi. <laughs> oh. It didn't bother me. You you're know? not opening a can with me, man. I didn't mind it either. Oh, and totally. Whatever the one was before, I just I I was fine with them. Uh, whatever. I mean, the last one was the worst, but who cares? I, they just uh, like it doesn't get me upset. Anyway, no, I like I don't the solo mean the... movie too. How about that I, one? I like uh, the solo movie. I didn't hate the solo movie, but I liked Rogue One so much that I wanted it to be of the same quality, and it wasn't. There's like, nothing as good man, as Rogue One. Rogue One was just like <laughs> shockingly how shocking how good it was. Yeah. Anyway, right, go, go ahead. Star Wars, you know Mandalorian ending, stuff. If you know the ending of season two of Mandalorian, there's a very big appearance by a very prominent character from Star Wars. Uh, a lot of people were not super happy with how he looked. When oh, it so came it's a male to, character. Okay. Uh, when it came to like his appearance, people were like, "Wow, this is really pretty bad." It was. Are you so... gonna Are you gonna talk about the guy who deep faked it and made yes. it better than Disney did? Not only and then, did he, and, and then, then they hired, hired him. Yes, Industrial <laughs> so, Light and Magic. You, as someone who doesn't, yeah, so is probably never gonna watch the show. Can you edit it out? But just tell me who we're talking about. Yeah, fantastic. Luke Skywalker appears. Beep. Okay. Just put a beep there. Young, I'll do what I want to put. I'll put what I want to put Max. Don't, put a beep there. Uh, yeah. Are you what you can do is put a like a, a laser gun from oh, Star Wars that's, or a oh, lightsaber. Anyway, so he shows up, but a lot of people were like not super happy with how he looked. Personally, I didn't mind it because I just like was there for the ride. But this guy made a deep fake version of it and it was so well liked. That industrial light and magic literally hired him. Yeah. So it's so, kind of okay. been making the rounds. I, I didn't get like mad at the Mandalorian. Like I was like, oh, this is neat. It's a neat thing that he's showing up. Like kind of dig it and it's fun. But I I have been like, what the fuck is going on with the Lucasfilm people and their digital faces? Because they are ass. Like we were talking about Rogue <laughs> One. Moff Tarkin and Princess yes. Leia look 
horrible in that movie. And it's yeah. jarring how bad they look in that movie. And it's like, dog, I know they can do better than this because Marvel beats the like like it's Sam Jackson. Right. Sam Jackson is in the whole yeah. movie of uh Watchmen Captain Marvel. And he looks perfect the entire time. You can't even tell that they de-aged him like 30 years. But like Disney has this 10 second clip at the end of Mandalorian and it looks like shit. They're both Disney. I'm sorry, Lucasfilm. And so I'm kind of like, why don't you go like across the hall and borrow those dudes for a few days and have them do your faces because you guys clearly like don't have the faces down. <laughs> and it's funny because they're so good at all the other digital effects and, and so on. Yeah. But man, those faces are ass compared to the ones that Marvel does. And so, yeah, it's funny that a dude showed up online and just like dominated and like, days crushed. after that's really yeah. the, the, the telling bad part. So. I think it's interesting how you bring up like how siloed the knowledge is at these various Disney properties, like that star Wars and Marvel aren't sharing their like de-aging technology with one another. It also seems like they aren't sharing their like writing processes. You've got Marvel being this like giant plan where they know what they're doing a decade out. And star Wars is pretty clearly like, Hey, uh, so we just did movie seven. Do you want to come up with a movie for maybe eight? Or, yeah, or something happens. Yeah, like they don't just come up with it. We didn't have a plan. <laughs> like, like admit it. Like they admitted that that's how they did it, which is stunning, stunning yeah. that they, they didn't need... have a three film arc like worked out and then just said, "Hey, why don't you riff on this for your movie and hand somebody at least like a synopsis?" You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it is. It is absolutely stunning. Um, like, why aren't the same? They people, need a Kevin like... Feige because yeah. Kevin Feige well, they... in charge. Right, they, they, they got him now. Aren't they yeah. bringing him over? I believe that's what I heard. I I don't want that though. Right, I well, love as much as I'm indifferent to Star Wars. I love the Marvel stuff. I love the TV series and the movies. And yeah, some people say whatever about them. They just yeah, don't like great. enjoying life. But that's right. That's right. Communist. Yeah, but I don't want him to be spread too thin either. Right, like this is the guy who's keeping this thing on track. And you move them over to Star Wars shirt, Star Wars would probably improve. I just don't want it to take away from what's being done at Marvel. Yeah, don't you think he's got some disciples though? I mean, like uh who who's the guy? Not um not Favreau, but the other guy who Dave did Filoni. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's he's basically their version of Feige. Um but I just I think that at the time they were making that last trilogy, he just hadn't risen up enough in prominence to kind of, you know, like he basically holds it all together as far as as lore and stuff like that goes. But I don't think that at that point he was kind of like setting the course for the series, whereas I think like now he may be in a better position after just like dominating on the Mandalorian for a couple seasons. Uh, right. I think he probably has more, more of the, the company's trust to kind of guide some of that stuff. And he knows what the fans want, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think that's the big thing. You get someone who can actually make a mo- a show that fans enjoy. And apparently it's done well enough for them where they're planning a third season. So he makes money. I, I was just give that guy the head. And let him run with it, you know. It is kind of bomb, though, that they're, like, hiring people off of internet videos. There's that other guy 
who about six months ago made that video where he like has the lightsaber and then he like flips around and he's like got the Spider-Man suit on and then he does a flip uh, yeah. and he's I think I like doing Iron Man too. stuff. I don't remember specifically which characters <laughs> he was doing, but he made this awesome video and then like posted it with the little note that said, hey, if anybody of you guys uh, know anybody at Marvel, send this to him. And it went viral and like everybody saw it at the time and they ended up hiring that dude too. You know, like huh. pretty, pretty awesome that they're willing to like pull people off the internet and just be like, yeah, you're great. You can yeah. come work here. Did you guys realize that there was a San Diego Comic-Con this weekend? I only heard about it because of the Weekly Planet. Yeah, same. I yeah. I'd totally forgotten about it. There was what not is, a what lot. Is, what is no the Weekly Planet? I'm sorry. It's a, What's... It's a podcast. Sorry, Max. What was that? I was going to say, I don't know what the weekly planet is either. Oh. Yeah, it it's a it's a, probably the plot, the podcast I've listened to for the longest. And it's just movie news uh, with two guys who are pretty funny. So uh, but they had mentioned that Comic-Con had happened and I had no idea. Is it like a reduced capacity thing this year? Or? It was an online thing, kind of, for the most part. Um, there oh, wasn't. Well. <laughs> I thought, man, uh, Comic-Con happened. There'll be a lot of things to talk about but from Comic-Con some of the highlights they had a trailer for like the new doctor who series uh they had they talked about i didn't realize amazon was making a wheel of time show and and they're already making a second oh, yeah, season of it without that. even the first season being done so they're they talked about that uh blade runner has an anime coming out um the new dexter season had a trailer uh, Kevin Smith talked a little bit about He-Man, which I really want to watch. I haven't gotten to it yet, but it's getting a little bit of blowback from like He-Man fans, which sounded kind of funny. From my understanding is He-Man's not in it that much. That's what I've heard, too. So it's on the list to get to. Um, <laughs> new Dune trailer, Rick and Morty was talked about, but there wasn't anything. A little bit of Dragon Prince. I know you're a big fan of that. Ooh, oh, what do they have to say about the Dragon Prince? It's coming. Bring it. Basically. Bring it. No, literally that is just coming. So oh. that <laughs> that's fine. It. That's big news. I'll go um, for that. And then there, and I didn't realize Netflix is making an animated version of bone, the comic book, which is one of those books that was like really great. If you haven't read it, it's a good standalone. I read the first trade paperback, but yeah, um, they had stuff about invincible walking dead stuff, but nothing crazy. The Netflix army of the dead prequel movie, uh, army of thieves got a trailer that debuted on from Comic-Con. So nothing crazy. Uh, like Marvel wasn't there. Disney wasn't there. DC wasn't there in a big way. So. so it sounds like E3. Yeah. Yeah, but E3, I thought this year was actually pretty interesting but compared they to weren't, this. Like, so wasn't Microsoft like the only one that did anything of any note? You know, there were other minor things, but Microsoft definitely... Right blew everybody out of the water well i saw that Zelda elliot trailer. and i think i even saw that you eric were like oh i think i'll need an xbox now so i mean that's yeah that's a good review for for what yeah. i see as someone who's a, been an xbox guy for a long time so yeah so, uh, the comic-con thing i don't know man like <sighs> interesting interesting that they chose to keep it remote um i think we're like winding up for another year of remote stuff is just my opinion. I think, uh, I think we all came out of our caves for about three months and we're all going to get shoved back in our caves for another nine or so when fall hits. 
Um, so I imagine more events that are planning on being live are going to cancel their liveness, you know, as we move forward. Um, so maybe, I mean, maybe people were like holding back from this virtual comic con thinking they could go make a big splash at the big live thing in a month or two. And then the big live thing is going to get canceled. And so (laughs) it's not going to happen. I don't know. So I, I also think, I mean, there's, there's reduced capacity as far as content goes, you know, like, like shit was slowed down. You know, stuff was moving slow. Everybody had to get their nose tested three times a day and, you know, have special <laughs> hotels to stay in. And, you know, the 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 production line slowed to a crawl there for a few months. So maybe like the news that we got is kind of all the news there is that we don't know. You know, like, what do we not know about Marvel at this point? They laid out like the next 15 movies and 30 TV <laughs> series and the same thing for Star Wars, you know, and DC is always just a fucking mess. Nobody ever knows what's going on with them. Stuff yeah. comes and goes off their yeah, two Batmans like, currently. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? It's hard to Yeah. So, I mean, maybe maybe that's just all there is right now, you know? And you did name a lot of comic book stuff, like uh, was Walking Dead and Bone and Doctor Who. It's yeah. not comic book, but like, are those? To, was it was the news about those just not particularly interesting, or were yeah, you, were they push. just not Marvel or DC comics I mean, level? Like Bone to me was a book that I loved. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, Wheel of Time is a series that I started to read and realized I hated it, and I stopped. <laughs> me too. Me too. Oh, so is this just no, like Wheel of Time? So is just news get... that didn't interest you, or was well, maybe it not maybe it is. But like, I mean, <laughs> you know, I I didn't even realize that Comic Con had happened until it had already happened. So it didn't pop up oh, yeah, on so... my internet. You know what I mean? It didn't pop up on my stuff throughout the weekend. Like, yeah, I, I was I, catching I like a few things on uh, uh, io9. I think is where okay. I was seeing the news posts and. Yeah, there was nothing that was like, oh, ooh, ah. But, you know, I'm sure a Doctor Who fan out there would disagree with me. So Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, just, I just realized I've been feeling the same way of like, yeah, I didn't hear anything about it. Uh, I was in the woods for four days with my phone turned off. <laughs> that might, be, <laughs> that that might have been weekend. the problem. That might, Yeah, I think actually uh, I'm realizing what a terrible judge I am. For uh, who's the same, Max? Who's the same? Who's the same, uh, also last week, uh, EA had their EA Play Live event, um, which also kind of, again, nothing super, super crazy. They revealed uh, Grid Legends, which is a, a racing game. Uh, it looks to be more like a actual like semi-street racing kind of game. I, I kind of looked at the trailer, but... I'm, not I'm all about it. Guy. I'm all about Are it because I, I got my Logitech oh, wheel. wheel now. That's I got my right. wheel. So anything that uh, gets released that'll work with my wheel, um, I'm all for it. <laughs> Bring it. Shot. More grid. More grid. So there's Bring it that. on. Uh, Battlefield 2042, they showed a new um, mode portal, which combines elements of like previous Battlefield games, um, like a bunch of classic maps and modes and like the ability to mix and match whatever you want. So it's not technically a level editor, but it's like the closest thing without being considered a level editor, I guess. Um looks fine uh, dead space they're uh re it's not a remake is it a re- completely remake i guess it is a complete remake. it is a remake yeah it is yeah. a remake so dead space is getting a remake which is i played the first one and absolutely loved it so th- this is one of those games that i think is a little hard to want to play uh, again because it kind of gives itself away in the sense like once you've played it you've kind of played it but well i think 
two, it, one, you can play it on Xbox series right now, right? right. You, backwards compatibly. But has technology really leaped forward that much where you're going to add enough to Dead Space to warrant the remake? Oh, wait a minute. Like, like, like we could go further than that because they're remaking... Uh, Oh, 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 the movie. It's so it's, close. It's, it's the right end of the here. world. It's it's the guy oh, and the, the little girl. Us. The Last, last of us. us. They're remaking The Last of Us. Oh, like right. the first right. The Last of Us game. Like, what the fuck? Like that. I, <laughs> it, I, I think that one, that one kind of made sense to me because like oh, that really? game came out for PS3, right? Like it's been two generations. Yeah, it came out for PS3, but it was like and it was really, remastered. really top shelf PS3. And and then they did a remaster for PS4, and like I was recently playing it on my PS5, and it still looks amazing. Hmm. You know, like it's Naughty Dog makes some really high end, long shelf life sort of stuff. Really oh, for sure, yeah. I was just kind of like, what, what, why? You know, like Dead Space was at least. I don't know. It was an Xbox. It was original. It was Xbox, 360. Right? It was yeah, 360. It was 360. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. So I guess it's like PS3 versus 360. That's the same generation. But it seems like there's been so, longer with no dead space than there has been with Last of Us. You know, like Last of Us I has agree. been kind of present. All Last the way of Us through. remained like in your conscience with like uh, the remaster or the remaster of it and then the sequel and then the making a TV show or whatever. Right. Um, but. Uh, the one thing I heard about The Last of Us was I, I, someone was someone was saying that it made sense because Naughty Dog's guys don't really have anything to do at the moment or something. <laughs> you know, I heard... Like they're kind of between games and they... It's hard to have a studio stay busy all the time, I imagine. I heard that too. I heard they were just feeding the devs. Like they had to give... Yeah. They had this whole group and they didn't want to disband them or lay them off. And so they were just giving them this to like have something to do. Maybe throw so. them on a on a smaller indie sized IP. I don't know. You know, somebody there probably has some idea that they'd like to have Naughty Dog's name pushing it. You know, but yeah, somebody about or do a Jack and Daxter. Come on. Oh bring, yes, oh, bring back dude. Jack and Daxter, yes. guys. But yeah, I'm not mad at the Dead Space thing. I'll check it out. I, yeah, I never probably. got. I never engaged too deeply with it the first time around. So I'm I'm here for it. Uh, the other stuff, there was some Apex Legends stuff. There was some Knockout City Season 2 announcements. Their next theme is Fight at the Movies. So I know yeah. you're a big Knockout guy. I am. Right? Yeah, I haven't played it lately, though. I've got to re-engage. It's been, I don't know, two or three weeks since I booted it up. My daughter plays it a lot, and the people that play with her must fucking hate her. She's eight years old, and and so you know the whole idea is to hit other people with dodgeballs. But you can like turn yourself into a ball and the other people can pick you up and throw you and use you as a dodgeball. So she turns <laughs> herself into a dodgeball and then she like goes underneath platforms, like really low platforms, and then she just rolls around down there. And dudes will stand outside of the thing, like trying to hit her, but they can't reach her because she's like <laughs> hiding in the middle of the thing. And it goes on like the entire match. She'll just roll in circles and just laugh and laugh and laugh. And <laughs> she's like the other people are getting so mad because they can't get to her. So yeah, that's that's been Knockout City in our house. I'll tell you a quick story about my kid frustrating other gamers we were playing among us and it was like me my buddy jason and one other friend of mine cody uh, and we were playing with teddy and then some randoms teddy's my son and we we're playing and this guy on 
the team knew exactly who was killing who and when. And it was like my buddy Jason would kill someone and be like, how did they find out so quickly? I walk into his room. He's got a laptop open, switch, phone. He's got like four of the people in the match are him. Oh, so no. Would they, <laughs> so would they kill him? He, with one of the other characters, says, oh, it was blue, and then votes them out. He has like 100% <laughs> win rated among us. Brilliant. How old is he? He's 11 now. How old is this genius? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can barely comprehend playing like just on one device. There's like so much going on and like keeping track of what everybody's everybody. Uh, yeah. Different generation for sure. Yeah, totally. Play games while looking at their phone while listening to their ear pods. Yeah. hundred uh, percent. Eric, your PlayStation is already outdated. Your oh, great. PlayStation five. Super uh, pleased with that. There is a new model that has been revealed. It weighs, oh. uh, let's see the current, Weight of the PlayStation 5 is 3.9 kilograms. The new one is 3.6 kilograms. And that's all we know so far is that it, it is. That makes uh, a huge difference because I'm picking my PlayStation up. Uh, yeah, never. I'm sure. I, I will also <laughs> tell you uh, my PlayStation is upside down and I refuse to turn it right side up. I'm not going to oh. do it. I put it in there. It looked right side up to me. I was like, this is how it goes. Clearly. <laughs> And then I heard, no, 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 that's wrong. And I was like, you know what? Fuck that. I'll just put the discs in upside down. I think we're good. I think we're good. I think it's going to stay like that. What could go wrong with this $500 piece of machinery in my home? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, so far, so good. Okay. Well, maybe you're, you're still good. And that's just on the, the model with the disc drive, the other drive. It doesn't look like it's been unchanged or the, it hasn't been updated yet. So I got to imagine they got a smaller version in the works somewhere. Oh, oh yeah. this thing's like a refrigerator, right? It's, a it's huge. Beast. It is it is a big it is a big machine. But it's only been a, like what a year since it came out and you, I mean you still can't even get one right, so it seems exactly. pretty early for a hardware refresh. Yeah, yeah that's a good right. call. But, you know, they can't stop themselves. They got to they got to push it and push it and push it and try for cheaper parts and you know, make it I bring mean, price down, drop it to 475 or whatever. Great. Maybe then I could get one. <laughs> <laughs> you got to find one first. So a couple of states, California, Colorado, Hawaii, Oregon, Vermont, and Washington are banning the sale of high-end PCs starting at the end of this month. It's actually been something they've been working on since 2016, but it's now going to start going into effect at the end of this month. Can you wait? Okay. We're gonna Can have to think, let's let's play a game. Let's play a game. Why would these states ban the selling of gaming PCs? <coughs> Name the states again, please. California, <laughs> Colorado, Hawaii, Oregon, Vermont, and Washington. But tip of my tongue. Yeah. And I read the article, so I can't. Is it something to do with I weed? Not, <laughs> it's no. not anything to do with weed. Is it is it just uh mining? Is it Bitcoin mining? Power consumption. Power consumption. That makes sense, man. I go to Vermont a lot. uh, It is very green there. Um, So define high-end PCs. Can you still buy the parts and build your own high-end PC? So Dell has refused to deliver PCs containing a Ryzen 5800 CPU uh, and NVIDIA GeForce RTX 3060 Ti GPUs. 
Um, apparently, as the components become more powerful, certain builds are going to probably be taken off the market in those areas currently. Um, things like the Xbox, uh, X and S, and PlayStation 5 don't fall into those kinds of categories um, because of like the amount of energy that they use, but it could happen like eventually with something like that. All right. Like, I, I am by no means a libertarian. <laughs> but what a way to start a sentence but <laughs> under under this uh circumstance i think my my opinion falls squarely on if you're paying your electric bill you can tell them to eat a dick like i, I don't feel like that's very cool at all i don't know well, what do you guys think am i missing something here like i understand like, yeah. like, what's the difference between that and running your pool filter, or, or like leaving all the lights on in your house, or, you know, like being irresponsible energy wise a different way? What if I got solar panels on the roof of my fucking house? Can I have a PC then? Like, I, I got issues, man. I got issues. Explain more, like Elliot. I need you to dig deeper. <laughs> I've got a lot to say, so I'm waiting because I don't because I'll go on and on. So well, I'm gonna I can, wait a minute. I can link Did you have the, deeper information, or uh, yeah. Well, there's a compliance advisory panel from the California Energy Commission that is. Uh, it's only like three pages long. I did not read it, hmm. but it just lists. It's been in the works since 2016 that they were, you know, working towards like doing this kind of stuff. It just happened to be like this is the end date of it, so we need to actually start doing it now. Hey, Vermont, why don't you those... ban those Subaru uh, SUVs that everybody's driving? You know, like... like Those those are the components that people use for Bitcoin mining, though, right? Like I uh, think there is some logic behind that, too, Max. I think you're Like, right. the same GPUs are the really high-end ones that people are using in Bitcoin mines, which are famously high polluters. Like, when you're constantly using that much energy, like, at that level, it, it is pretty intense, well, I, saw I, thing... I imagine that's like orders of magnitude different than just like running your PC on like nice graphics when you're playing for a couple hours a day or something. However long people play video games for. Uh, yeah, I, saw... I, I understand oh. that. I do. But and and I and I'm by no means like an anti-environmentalist at all. Like but, I support, yeah, totally, right? totally. yeah, gotcha. uh, yeah, I support most environmental efforts. But then there's a piece of me that's like trees burn every tree to the ground this is america like yeah <laughs> that's right well, if i so, can afford just burning gasoline for no reason i should be able to right so i think it's kind of, what gets me is why computer parts and i think what max is saying makes a lot of sense to me that maybe that this bitcoin and, and crypto farming i don't know anything about it but has caused a huge spike in this energy usage because I'm like, of, of the things to ban in all of these states, why computer parts? Um, because there are lots of things, like Eric said, that use a ton of energy. But then on the same article, Elliot, they kind of back down the fact that California is banning it because they're in Silicon Valley. Right. Yeah. I did. Yeah. And so to me, it's like, well, now it's a money thing, right? And that's where some states are green and maybe they're doing it for the right reasons, but it feels like their efforts could be put somewhere better than banning computer parts. Go after frackers, like go after, well, you know, like 
I don't know. Politicians can only go after people who aren't paying other politicians enough to keep them from going after them. Exactly. There you right? go. There you go. Because uh, we don't, as a gaming community, we don't pay politicians outside of us making personal small donations on a small level. And, you know, and the, I don't know how much, no, NVIDIA invests in politicians, but maybe they're going to have to look at that. Now, what I could see happening, though, is these creators now with this limitation in place, trying to figure out how to make more energy efficient processors, because while I do some PC gaming, I'm not hardcore. I need the best and the brightest, but it feels to me like that's where their energy is isn't so much on let's make a processor that's energy efficient and can deliver great graphics, but let's just make the biggest monster we can sell it for thousands of dollars and make a profit and then move on to make the next biggest monster. And if they have this in place, maybe it will encourage them to make more energy efficient monsters and it will probably slow that innovation a bit. But I'm also kind of with Eric. I'm like, but we're, it's a consumer product. They're buying it and running it, a computer. I can't imagine that this is really where the big strain on the environment is, is, is gaming parts. It seems ridiculous to me. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, maybe there's some information that I'm not privy to, you know, and I'm sure there are spreadsheets and reports and graphs and so on explaining how the high-end gaming PCs are destroying the environment. And, and, and if so, you know, good on them for going after it, but like shame on them for not going after all the other shit that's going on, you know, that is like so apparent in our faces, you know, Shame uh, on the government for not fixing all the problems in the world. Well, uh, well, yes. <laughs> well, sh- shame no, on them for there. absolutely. Shame on them for like, uh, like, like cherry picking this one problem right. to go after, I and mean, then probably applauding themselves and patting themselves on the back like they did something great, while like four states are burning to the fucking ground. You know, like it just. It's, I think it misses the forest for the trees a little bit. That's all. I I, I can't I, be mad at someone for actually doing something. Like, sure, there's other things to do, but you don't... Just because you do one thing to sort of try to help the environment doesn't mean you're not doing other things. Like, they're not mutually exclusive. Well, and part of why I was bringing up money is, is it depends on how it affects those states' economy, too, right? That's why I was saying that California kind of rolled back on it because of Silicon Valley and how much that affects their economy. And I don't care. Well, I do care who you vote for, but I don't care whether you're red or blue. What state it is, all of them care about the money and the way the economy is affected in their state. And I think that this is a, a way to put something out there to say we're doing something but, you know, if um, I, I can just say Florida, for instance, we're known for oranges. Right. And if it was found out that oranges and the, our farming practices were ruining the environment, they probably would try to ban computer parts. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because they were doing something ignore the fact that our orange groves are killing the environment. We've banned computer parts. And 
that's what this feels like to me. Yeah. I will say, you know, when you think about Bitcoin or like Dogecoin, a lot of those cryptocurrencies, they've even gone on the record of saying, hey, we didn't really realize how much energy this was going to consume to produce these things when when computers are mining them. It wasn't Mm -hmm. anything we were thinking of however long ago they were forming Bitcoin or even like the Dogecoin guy was like, yeah, we made Dogecoin in like an hour on like a drunk bet. So, like, the amount of energy that it consumed was not something that we even remotely thought about. And we only think of it now because you're asking us if we thought about it. And if the answer is, of course, no. So, you know, no one really, I don't think, thought of the side effects of, like, what Bitcoin mining is doing to, you know, energy consumption. Because these Bitcoin houses that are just mining Bitcoin in these, you know, middle of nowheres, it's crazy, right? The amount of energy that they're just, raw energy they're consuming for nothing other than, you know, digital currency that means whatever. To yeah, I mean, I, I understand that. And they're also not doing illegal. So it's not like you can go after them like you would a meth house. Right. You know, it's it's not illegal. And so they're trying to handle it the best way that they can. And, and I would also like to point out that my reaction is 100% uneducated. I am being the guy raging on mm-hmm. Twitter about something that I have no understanding of whatsoever. So yeah, I spent uh, like 15 you know, minutes raging about this too. Right? <laughs> what is this podcast? <laughs> It's kind of, I, is that kind of like our shit? I'm just, yeah. I, I mean, well, exactly I've been doing some research. Hey, about. I've been doing some research on the side. Uh, crypto mining uses about uh, one of the lower estimates I'm looking at, uses about as much energy as Finland does annually. So, uh, pretty fucking significant. <laughs> What's the um, population there's of Finland? Like, oh, man. That's a, that's a well, different I mean, Google. that's kind of where they I mean, are you, what are you, I, what's the, the well, I'm just saying that's a notable. fun stat, right? That's a fun stat. <laughs> the United States is a huge nation. So you have that many people. I'm sure it's super power hungry. I'm not trying to make excuses. And that's a fun stat. Finland uses less energy than just the Bitcoiners alone. But I, my question would be, well, how many people in Finland are mining Bitcoin compared that, to the United States? <laughs> so it's OK. It's OK. Fuck Finland. 80 terawatt hours. But that doesn't mean anything to me. So as much energy as Finland uses, like that's there you go. comprehensible. <laughs> that's why I bring it up. I don't care how many people are mining, <laughs> mining crypto. Can Finland. you break that into gig- gigawatts, please? Yeah, gigawatts. yeah please. Uh, terawatts to gigawatts. <laughs> I mean, gigawatts. Gigawatts. it's got to be I mean, gigawatts, please. It's Sorry, definitely gigawatts. Uh, <laughs> let me get let me get my giga converter. Um <laughs> Well, so it's definitely I, something that I'm gonna I'm gonna look into more. I'm curious now. You guys have made me curious, oh, and I'm probably good. gonna come back next week and be like, "Dudes, I was so wrong. They need to ban the rest totally. of the computers." Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, my my knee jerk reaction is, if I want to order something on Amazon, I want to be able to, you know. <laughs> and until well, we do research, that's the message we're putting out into the world by this podcast. <laughs> so, uh, we approve this message. With great power, uh, well, I guess a podcast. A podcast doesn't qualify as great power, right? It's not a real platform. I know eighty six listeners. Does that qualify? Guess what we got last week. It's not. It's not a real platform we have here, right? We don't have to be responsible with it, do we? Where it's an echo chamber, and um, yeah, I just spend some time investing in solar. You know, like if you're, I don't know, because then they got to deal with lobbyists that they'd rather not deal with. I'm, yeah, I'll talk in circles. Go ahead. 
And none of us know what we're talking about anyway. And yeah, so. we, yeah, exactly. We we just yeah we just burned fifteen minutes on That's something right. we don't know about. I am an idiot. Okay, so just take what I. Uh, and we haven't just, even gotten to Blizzard this week yet. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, are we? I was for, saving it because I was so mad that Joe's not talking here. about Blizzard. <laughs> oh. Let's do it. So before I figured we get you were saying that, that one. I, of course, I wanted Joe to be here to hear him tell me I was wrong again. But anyway, I mean, we can wait till next week. No, I don't no, think no. they'll be better by then. <laughs> yeah. It's only getting worse. Uh, I am assuming Eric and Jeff are both Ghostbuster fans just because of like their age. Max, were you a Ghostbusters <laughs> fan at all? I'm just assuming they were of that age of like yeah. Ghostbusters was was a big thing then. Okay, I'll. I'll Other expressions. I have already am I wrong? said I'm not am a I wrong? Star Eric's, Wars fan. Eric's I, okay. grinning like he loves Ghostbusters, and Jeff is so indignant looking. Yeah. I've never uh, even am seen I wrong? Am I wrong? Are you guys not Ghostbusters when, fans? When I was when I was a kid, I had two VHS tapes that were purchased and they were Raiders of the Lost Ark and Ghostbusters. Okay. I could probably <laughs> sit here okay. and and just dictate Ghostbusters through the microphone right. to you guys. So one for like, one already. Okay, uh, Jeff, yeah, Ghostbusters guy? It's fine. It is Star Wars to me. I watched it as a kid. Uh, the first one was good. The second one, I just like, I don't care anymore. And uh, oh, yeah, two. that's. I'm gonna count that as fine. a win. Okay, uh, and so Matt, <laughs> so Matt, were you a Ghostbusters guy at all? Uh, I've Bill Murray's in it, right? I've never seen it. Fantastic! <laughs> it came out so eight years no. before I was born. Yeah, first one 1984, second one 1989. Didn't know uh, the second one. Oh, I actually, I go. think I like the second one more than the first one. Ah, heresy, sacrilege, blasphemy, shame! Uh, I wish I had a bell. Shame! How much do you like um, Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls? You oh, that yeah, skull. that's that's terrible, but that's. Anyway, new Ghostbusters, a new trailer for the Ghostbusters movie that we thought was coming out last year, I think, right? I think that's what the original thought was, like, last late summer last year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife is what it's called. It's coming out uh, Thanksgiving, around Thanksgiving. That's all they've said is Thanksgiving. Uh, the premise is, let's see, after being convicted from their home, a single mother and her two children are forced to move to a de- decayed farmhouse in Somerville, Oklahoma, Left to them by their great grandfather, by their children's late grandfather. Egon. A series of unexpected earthquakes. It's definitely Egon, right? Yeah, there's no. They don't even make a secret about the fact. I mean, that the it character has glasses. What else are we supposed to assume? Oh man, this chair's so creaky. Anyway, I like. I thought the trailer looks cool. It looks very different from the original Ghostbusters. It looks very different from the reimagining of the last Ghostbusters. I don't think movie. it I don't know if it does look that different from the original Ghostbusters. Oh really? Like, yeah, the original Ghostbusters tone was not all like wacky. Like there were a lot of jokes, yeah. but until the Stay Puff guy showed up, you know, like there were some moments in that movie. It had some some levity to it. And and like visually it looked like a kind of dark film like it wasn't like when you think of like an snl movie where it's all glossy and so on and so forth it wasn't like that like it was it was uh i don't know it it, it, i think of it in terms of like new york colors you know like it used like kind of a it had this kind of gritty new york feel to it and uh so yeah i don't i don't think like the seriousness of that trailer uh is out of tone for the original ghostbusters it got a little yeah. goofier with the second Ghostbusters, which was well. And I think even with the second one and the first one, there's genuine like horror talent that's put into those movies to develop horror characters. And I, I mean, I think 
the monster in the library of the first one, right? That thing is scary. There's nothing goofy about it. Yeah, no, I wouldn't show this movie to my kids yet. Like my older so, kids. My older kids, of course, yes. But my younger kids, yeah, no way. Like it would what, keep them up for the rest of their lives. When it was like <laughs> five, he was like five years ago. My son was younger. I just had it on. And that scene, how he freaked with the library ghost. So, and I think that this movie kind of has a cool tone of being serious. It didn't look that funny to me. I love Paul Rudd, as does everyone in the world. But <laughs> it, I didn't get a lot of humor from it. it. I think the humor will come. Like a lot of what's yeah. funny about Ghostbusters is that they find themselves in like, crazy serious situations like life or death end of the world apocalypse situations and then they make jokes you know it's kind of like joking in the face of you know doom and and real kind of dark gallows humor and you know there are some like wackier parts to it but like the parts that really work in the movie are due to the fact that they're just standing in front of these nightmarish things and like you know saying these offhand comments to each other that are funny and so I think I think that striking a more serious tone like that is totally the way to go. Like that's that's in keeping with uh with the original franchise. Uh the 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 recent one with uh Melissa McCarthy and uh Kristen Wiig and so on. I I didn't have issues with it, you know, like a lot of other people did, but it was definitely a different tone. It was definitely like a wackier comedy sort of thing. And and it didn't really strike the same mood as the original franchise. This looks so the, like much more a return to form. Yeah, the original cast is all in it, with the exception of um, Harold, Ramis. Harold Ramis, who who passed in 2014. Um, and who then joining, I would argue is the heart of of Ghostbusters as a. Did he direct that one? No, no Ivan I Reitman it directed Ivan it. Reitman. He okay. he wrote it with Dan Aykroyd. He yeah. did Groundhog Day. That's what it was. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Harold Ramos is like uh, the heart. He's in the background. He's not up front like your Bill Murray is, but he's the guy I, I think kind of holds the whole thing together. So that that's unfortunate that, you know, he passed, obviously, and won't be able to make a cameo. Um, Carrie Coons joining the cast. She was in The Leftovers, which is a great show if you never watched it. Uh, Finn Wolford from um, Stranger, Things. Stranger Things. Yeah, thank you. Uh, McKenna Grace, who I don't know her from anything. She was on some Disney XD shows, I guess. Uh, and then you have like Annie Potts, uh, Ernie Hudson. Uh, Paul Rudd joins the cast. Uh, Bill Murray is in it. Dan Aykroyd's in it. So yeah, Dan Aykroyd had a brief vocal cameo in the trailer. And... Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. It looks cool. I, what I was trying to get at was I, Max. Did, I don't know if you watched the trailer or not, and if you did, did, if it like, do you, does it appeal to you? Not really knowing much about it, or are you just like, oh, this is I think I've seen. I saw this trailer when it came out because like it was the beginning shots. Maybe or maybe there was a different trailer a while ago. There was a different like, trailer. It was originally this movie has been delayed three times. So originally well, in July 2020, this trailer is very been? similar because I watched both of them after yeah. watching it. So. I didn't realize there was a difference. But yeah, I remember they were like going down a well for something. They like played that on YouTube and I was like, oh, what's the Stranger Things kid doing going down a well? This is this like what's going on here? It actually caught my attention. Uh, and then it like I realized it was Ghostbusters pretty early on. And it was a pretty similar trailer. And I watched this one uh, before we recorded. And I can't think of any other trailer I've ever seen that relies so hard that at least that I haven't been in on 
because I think the Star Wars trailers for the new movies did this too, that relies so hard on you knowing what the things are and having a reverence for them. Because they just like pull a sheet off a car and it's like, oh, and I'm like, it's a, this, yeah. what an ugly car. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, no, you're like, like just the, the music cues, all of the scoring was set up in such a way to like have very dramatic beats correspond with images of things that meant nothing to me. Or <laughs> like, uh, the, uh, the only thing that I really got anything from was at the end of this one, like Bill Murray picks up a phone and I was like, Oh, Bill Murray was in the, the yeah, other, the old one. <laughs> yeah. It, it's nice that he's still alive. That's great news. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it definitely relies on the iconography. And so, yeah, if you're not familiar with it, it would be like revealing the back to the future car and you'd never seen back. To exactly. The future, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm. And it also That's makes a sense. Really that... good critique of the trailer. Cause it definitely is fan servicey. It takes it, itself. It, it's very, re- it gives itself a very reverent tone too. not yeah. just like fan service, like, ah, ha ha, all your guys are back. But like the, uh, I got the, I got the, vibe that everything was like a like a reliquary like these objects are very important but just by the i think maybe the music more than anything else yeah and no, it's no a, you're right to me she pulls the, the trap out of the thing and it's like oh yeah yeah you're, you're totally dead cool. on yeah and you are and, and my reaction is like it's the trap oh they yeah. got the car you know? <laughs> so yeah and I think they're doing exactly what they want to do. They want Eric to get hyped for the movie. And, oh, I'm totally hyped for the movie. I was hyped for the movie a year ago. You know, yeah. uh, the other cool Ghostbusters thing that we should probably talk about being a gaming podcast is the Ghostbusters, the video game that came out on Xbox 360 and then yeah. was uh, remastered, I think, on the last generation. Yes. Fine game. Fine, yes. fine game. Excellent game. They actually. got the entire original <laughs> cast to be in it. Harold Ramis was oh, in wow. it before he passed. Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Annie Potts, all doing their original characters. Uh, like a full-blown Ghostbusters story. Uh, it's what people feel should be Ghostbusters 3. Like, it's, yeah. It's as close as you're going to get. It is. It is. And, and they, they really kind of nailed the tone and the characters. Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis wrote like the dialogue and the story for it. And it's the jam. Oh, wow. So if you've never played that game, uh, definitely go look it up. You can probably yeah, get it for like 10 it. bucks at this sure. point. <laughs> uh, November 11th, by the way, 2021, that's the re- official release date for now. So, uh, the last thing I had, and I, I, we should probably touch on it, I guess. I don't know. It's so weird to talk about the Activision blizzard thing, because again, like Jeff said, four white guys that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but we're we're white guys that don't it's, hate women, so that that's a start. That's a start. Yeah, okay. You know, like. <laughs> well, uh, and I think, I think it, one it, thing it, also uh, is like it's a very big can of worms to open up fifty four minutes into a podcast, right? I think that's more more than anything. <laughs> like, and I don't uh, know Max and Eric it. that well, but I'm pretty sure they'll be on the side of not uh, abusing people. Oh, um, plot twist! And, have I got a joke? Have I got a plot twist for you? Oh, <laughs> I can't kidding. work with this man. Um, but people don't know there are a a lawsuit around sexual uh, assault allegations. Right. And for gamers that aren't paying attention, what that means is delays in trailers and things like that, that don't matter. What matters is Mm -hmm. people being safe in their workplace and companies and 
rich guys in suits, primarily white men, protecting their business by not protecting their employees. That's all there is to it. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we're talking about. And the leaders of these companies coming out because they have this lawsuit now, they have to use language to protect themselves and say, this is a totally a bogus lawsuit because they're fighting it in court. And the reason it is, is because they didn't take care of it in the first place. They didn't care enough about their employees when a complaint came forward to say, okay, we'll investigate it. We'll suspend the person. We'll investigate it. And I, if this well, is if true about you I and mean, there's evidence, we will fire them. Bad PR be damned. But what happens is they cover it. And probably because some of the harassment is done and I don't know, but by people in power, because that's usually how it works. It's not me working next to Sylvia. That's doing it. It's Sylvia's boss's boss. You know what I mean? From, my, from those what are I was the reading ones, in the lawsuit, it, it was the dude network next to Sylvia as well. It was sort of a uh, uh, ubiquitous that, culture. It, it seemed okay. like a very cultural... Uh, Is this going to be another one we don't know we're talking about? Well, absolutely. Well, no, okay, yeah. Well. I mean, we, we weren't there. We did, We just have what we read. But I, I, I did read more about this. Yeah, than, than pervasive the, frat boy culture, uh, constant sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, very few women ever reached the top roles within the company. You know, uh, women of color were particularly vulnerable targets, according to some of the, what they're finding. Um, discouraged from complaining, as human resource personnel were known to be close to the uh, alleged harassers. It just uh, nothing of any uh, I so, don't know, value. There's, there's, very, there's very little redeeming going on there, yeah. right? Yeah, so maybe here's uh, an angle that you could be maybe talk about within, you know, without it needing to be a long and uh, thing that we don't really have a take on. Because, um, you know, obviously, uh, hey, it's incredibly easy to uh, not assault your employees. Do that, uh, yes. obviously. Um, uh, for us, do, do you, uh, where, should you, should we be buying Activision games? Well, or Blizzard games. Those, I think that I was, was going like to, maybe we could talk about that. The, the like, point I was trying to get at, what, the article that I really thought was interesting was the reaction of people who play Blizzard games, right? In World of Warcraft, they're staging like sit-ins within the game. You oh. know, over 2,000 employees have signed petitions at this point about that's it. That's big because you know, that's it's, the it's people that, that can lose their job by calling out the their own company. Yeah, and I found really kind of like the mass group of people who are not don't work within the company are saying, Hey, this is wrong. So it's been kind of interesting to see. Here's my take as far as what the gaming community can look at and think about how many times has EA been called the worst company in the world voted on sign and sealed and their worst crime is microtransactions. And uh, I remember when they had online passes and just being a dick business wise, right? And everybody voted them out and shot them down and they boycott things and they start EA Twitter things to just rip EA to shreds. Here we have Activision Blizzard doing something that from our knowledge that we have is 
way worse. Why don't we react the same way as gamers? Why don't we tear them down the same way? Why don't we pretend that they announced a Diablo for mobile and react that way as opposed to how we do when these allegations come out? Yeah, that that is a good point. I, I, I don't know. I have seen a lot more backlash online to this than I have, uh, you know, other similar events in the past. So I do think that uh, in some ways, parts of the gaming culture are kind of catching up to that and, and catching on to that. I have seen, you know, boycott Blizzard, boycott Activision um, a lot online. But, you know, online sentiments are uh, paper thin, you know. Um, how much weight does that really carry when you jump onto Twitter and say, I'm going to boycott Blizzard, you know, um, yeah, it, it, the real way to do it is with your pocketbook, like, like as individuals make that decision and stop giving them money, you know, and, uh, I, I would venture to guess that there is a huge swath of, Activision Blizzard fans who are as yet completely unaware of the entire situation. You know, not everybody follows the news as as closely as we do. Um, and, and, and that's kind of where I was thinking, like, when we talk about those Twitter campaigns, that would create awareness, at least, you know. Yeah. And maybe that would affect more people not you know, getting in on a boycott, you know, or getting in on, on having their voices heard. But. I also hear what you're saying too. It's like, it's one thing to yell into the void. It's another thing to say, okay, I'm done supporting you with my money. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 is, and, 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 and is that even helpful? Yeah. I'm is wondering which also, one is more meaningful, you know? And is, uh, is, is a boycott, uh, is that a particularly effective means of saying, Hey, I have a, this problem with your company, you know, like, um, if that, if that were to put the company out of business, then the people being harassed would now also be harassed and unemployed. You yeah, know, uh, I don't think it would ever be to put something out of business. I think the idea like, would be... But are there put, more... I don't uh, know that there are for you and I, right? Or anyone who just is some guy making a podcast or someone just playing a game, yeah. right? I don't know. Um, I think... Like Eric said, voting with our wallets is the best thing we probably can do and voicing that as consumers, we won't tolerate this from the companies we support. Because I think ultimately what you can hope for and your end goal would be that the people in power who allow this are gone and that other companies will take notice that their consumers will backlash on them if they allow this sort of thing to happen. I, I, I mean that's kind of where we're stuck. You know, it's just unfortunate that that's as powerless as we feel, how much more powerless are the people that work there and yeah, get harassed. And, and if they say anything, they lose their job. You know, I will so, say this. If there's ever another BlizzCon, it's going to be tense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if there's ever, yeah. Yeah. Who's going to that one? I mean, not that I was ever, not that I was ever going to, right? <laughs> or that I ever actually bought a Blizzard game, like. 
Yeah, I'm done buying Blizzard games for well, a while. Yeah, exactly. Like it, when the day comes, when Overwatch Two eventually comes, I loved the first one. When it comes out, am I going to pick it up? You know, I don't know. I, the other question is, did Jeff Kaplan know? And is that why he left? You know, I don't know. That's just speculation at that point. But it's certainly going to taint the way I feel about a product I buy or when I boot up Diablo and the, the Blizzard logo shows up. It's going to be like, ooh, right. I remember now. Yeah, I mean, as a culture, though, sometimes our culture looks past those things. Like, look at Roman Polanski. You know, there's the yeah. perfect example. Like, hey, yeah, he's still out there making movies, though, man. Like, like, there's a certain or or Woody Allen. You know, there's right, yeah. a certain subset of people that are like, yeah, no way, done with Woody forever. You know, but Woody's still out there making movies. Like, he's getting money to make them one way or another. So, I I do think that there's you know, a lot of people that might just oh. not you know like just right. Don't. I mean the Chris Brown you, you know. Yeah, he, he R. Kelly guitar out of yeah anybody right yeah. and like the rage yeah. in the internet sphere is so temporary. That's all I can say. I, I yeah, I, no, you're right. There's you're no words. Right. It's, like it requires such a huge a quick news cycle sometimes shift. Yeah. So you know? exactly. Well, we're not gonna we're not gonna solve it here tonight on the Gaming no. Nexus show. Anyway, so let's kind of uh, wrap it all up. But next week, maybe. Tune back in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Good. Tune in and everybody, find out. Are we able to everybody fix the universe? Take it as your homework for the week. We're going to solve the Blizzard Activision three. Thing. Come back. <laughs> yeah. Come back next week. Yeah, with three <laughs> ideas. Also, and we're we'll, going uh, to invent a graphics card that requires very little power. We'll have yeah. both of, well, they will have both of those. I'm going to put the pressure on you to do it since I won't be here. Man, this is, this just, is the week of controversy, Elliot. I know. Like mine. Yeah. What are you, yeah, what are you like, doing to yeah. us here? Well, it was kind of a slow news week, man. I, it was a, I, it's definitely one of those dog days of summer when it comes to like gaming news where you're like, oh, oh, cool. I guess we can talk about <laughs> this. Oh. Uh, anyway. <laughs> one bummer after let's, another. Yeah, let's find another like funny topic, Max. Get, pick another like. Um, oh, here's some good news. I finally released the soundtrack to Ocean's Heart. And it's available oh, oh, on nice, Bandcamp. Dude. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. So, we'll have a we'll have a link to that in the show notes as long as Max sends me one. Yeah, I finally I finally got off my I finally got off my butt and uploaded those files. Bandcamp makes you upload them one by one, and it's a long soundtrack. So. And you're, but, are, yeah, you, uh, are you are uh, you uploading yeah. flax too? Just big beefy files. Waves, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's like a you can stream it for free. you can stream it for free if you want, or you can kick me some money to download it. Um, if you played Ocean's Heart and like the music, very nice. cool, very cool, man. Well, are you playing anything too, Max? Are you still working on was it Dark Souls? Um, yeah, so I was working on. Um, I I spent the week uh, with Strep Throat and then out in the woods, still with Strep Throat, but walking a lot further than I ought to have been. Um, so I didn't really get to any video games this week. Uh, big oh, big wreck for the woods though. Go out there. <laughs> <laughs> I tried the Get woods out. Air. Uh, mountains of Connecticut are uh surprisingly surprisingly lovely, considering I, I thought it was all just suburbs. Out of ten, ten out of ten, would Connecticut again? <laughs> well, I didn't. I did. I did a big chunk of it, man. It's not that big. 
<laughs> it's not that big. Uh, how about you, Eric? Are you playing anything? Uh, I, I tribes of Midgard, man. Man, I digging it. I've I've tried to convince my boss, a coworker, uh, my brother, and another friend to get this game because I had such a blast last weekend playing it. If you can put together nine people, let me know, I, and I will be my, your tenth. That's my try. Man. That's my and, and like. <sighs> I think we need to let people kind of bang on it for a little while to get yeah. some of the strategies together. And then we can go in and utilize their strategies. Cause I mean, I, I feel like when we were playing it and you can check out the video of us playing it on gamingnexus.com, Uh, I feel like we did pretty well for yeah. our second time. We were eight days in. I feel like we had at least another four days in us that we could have survived. And we stopped cause we just kind of like, it had been like Ran two out and a half time. hours. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it yeah. went on for hours. Yeah. Uh, but I know there are going to be teams that like roll up in their, you know, like the military and yeah. just coordinate their their efforts. And and that's that's what I'm interested in seeing when people like master that game and treat it like an MMO raid and just go in there and, you know, start sh- yelling out assignments. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that'll be cool. The it's premise a cool game. is cool. It looks cool. It, it was a blast to play with friends. Like there was only four of us, and it was an absolute blast. Yeah, it was really fun. So I I can't I can't recommend it enough. I'm reviewing it, and hopefully my review will be out this week. That's my plan. But man, I'm having a lot of fun. I'm having fun. I even started playing the solo mode because I unlocked that with my levels, just to try to give it a like a try. Or the survival you mode. You sucking? You sucking? I, so the cool part about the survival mode is you can set the parameters. So you can oh. make the map smaller. You can make the the Joltons or Jortons easier or harder. You can make things a, a lot easier for you. So I made everything as easy as I could just to see how far I can get by myself. So I've had some success. So it's well, that's good. It's been it's fun. So it's more fun with friends, but it's definitely worth like I think it's twenty bucks or nineteen ninety. Yeah, it's twenty bucks. Yeah, it's, it's a ridiculously worth good every deal. penny so far. So, yeah. Um, how about you, Jeff? Are you playing anything these days? Uh, mostly Spelunky too. Um, uh, just it's classic, good roguelikeness. Uh, we reviewed a game called Storybook Brawl on Budget Arcade. I'm still playing that, and that doesn't happen usually with the free to play yeah. garbage we have to play. Uh, and then actually, there's a three a three dollar game on Steam. I think you can get on your mobile phone too, called Snake RX. It's S N K R X. Three dollars. It's excellent. It's really simple, kind of lo-fi graphics. But if you like sort of the economy and the strategy around auto battlers, but you also want to throw in classic Snake on your Nokia, it's worth <laughs> your time. It's really good. It's really cheap. And uh, I'm having a blast with that one, too. Nice. Awesome. I'll have to check that out, then. Uh, well, thank you for listening. As always, guys, uh, we'll be back again next week. Maybe Joe will be here. Maybe we actually fired him, and this, he's not going to be here. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe he'll listen, and maybe he won't. He probably won't listen. So at this point, I'll just be like, fuck you, Joe. What are you going to do about it? You're not going to listen. <laughs> you listening? Yeah. And if you listen, do you, you think he listens yeah. this far? Yeah. Oh, there's no way. An hour and ten in. You're not listening, Joe. Banhammer, Joe. Banhammer. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Elliot or maybe Tessa has told, you know, fuck me on one of their shows. Oh, it used to be our sign off for a long time. It was like, screw you, Jeff. Yeah. And I'm like, and I always every listen week. to every episode all the way through. <laughs> and it's just so hurtful. Uh, <sighs> well, thanks for listening. And as always, screw you, Jeff. Yeah, That's right. <laughs> That's our new, our new sign off. So good. We'll catch you guys next week. Yeah.
Feierabend.